reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. testimony in the victory service which also a similar testimony uh, two of our members you know last week Sunday in one of the services victory service I prayed that everyone in this cathedral including you will escape from evil and escape from the schedules and the plans Satan has for us. And I'm encouraged to hear such a testimony. Two of our members who work at Veld, there's one just at OEB here. I don't know what happened. I think Elena, who had come there to register the car, ran into a group of them who were working and two 
of them who were members of this church escaped on hurt. The rest were injured and sent to the hospital. And that is, it's sad. It's sad that some escaped and some were injured. But that's really life. The Bible says two shall be together, one shall be taken and one shall be left. So as we walk about, the type of covering over your life determines also the differences because we are not the same. So I pray that you will also stand this week and see a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right side. That it will not come near you. I would have wished that everybody on earth will escape from evil, but that is what that one is wishful thinking. That's why you and I must personally pursue God and place ourselves on the coverings that shield us from evil. So I bless God for this testimony and I pray that this week any evil directed towards you will bounce back or be deflected by the missile shield of the presence of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's learn our, Bible, uh, our memory verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Is it nice? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Shall we read it? Again, First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh that he standeth take heed lest he fall. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. I'm sure you understand it. Yes. You see, people, many people use this verse almost like a warning or like a curse. It's almost like it is wrong to think you are standing. You see that, be careful. Isn't it also, it's almost like a curse. Charlie, okay, you let the one who thinks he's standing, be careful. You know, this type of English that weren't good at the time. But there's nothing wrong with thinking you are standing. In fact, you should think you are standing. And in fact, you should be standing. I, I, I hope that you will not be on the ground and think you are standing. That one is a delusion. But to the best of your ability, Paul says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having done all to stand. 
stand therefore, talking about the shield, the armor of God. So, you must do all to stand. But the caution is that you must not take lightly the blessing of standing and live carelessly. Because the fact that you are standing today, the fact that you are well and stable and strong today does not mean that it will be forever. You can fall. Amen. I believe I'm standing. And I don't apologize for believing I'm standing. I hope you are also standing. But the foolishness on my part on my part will be to think that because I'm standing today, I'll stand always. That is what you must be careful about. So, may you stand and may you know that you are standing and may the grace of God abound to you to stand always. Always. May you be standing. So, let's take the verse again. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 12. Let's go. 1, 2. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Can we turn it off? And let's quote one go. This one is cool chop. Amen. One go. Again. page to chapter 17 and our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. There's a very important message in this book I need to share with you and the title is Give Thyself Holy. 1 Corinthians 1 Timothy, sorry, Chapter 4, verse 15. Paul says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. I believe we've had a very wonderful experience with this book 
the art of ministry over the weeks we've been sharing. As we draw the season, as the seasons already draws to a close, I want to introduce a concept to you. And that concept is the concept of full-time ministry. So there are chapters in this book that deal with full-time ministry. Like chapter 16. Why you must choose full-time ministry. Chapter 14. Accept the season of full-time ministry. Chapter 18. The mysterious purposes of full-time ministry. Chapter 19. The principles behind full-time ministry. Chapter 20. Wrong reasons for full-time ministry. And a couple of other very important teachings on the subject. Now, why am I talking about full-time ministry? Now, first of all, everyone listening to me this morning should thank God that in your lifetime, you are in a church service where a pastor is preaching about doing the work of God. Jesus told the scribes and the Pharisees that blessed are your ears for they hear. He said the prophets of old desired to hear what you hear but they never had that privilege. But as for you, Blessed are your ears for the hear. There are certain times we come upon or we, we, we come across or chance upon some experiences and some um, forms of knowledge. And sometimes we hear them over and over and over and over again till we are tempted to think that it is either commonplace that everybody is hearing what you are hearing or sometimes based on your level of gratitude, you may even think it's too much. Just like some of the privileges we experience in life, you know, good things can happen to you over such a long period that you may even think it is normal. That is why I have a principle not to, because my personality type has that tendency. But I'm always conscious and cautious. 
not to let people enjoy privileges for a long time. Because there is such a word as privilege. And it means privilege. It means privilege. I don't have the, 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 the other words. It means privilege. But you can be in an environment where privileges are showered on you so constantly and so often and for such a long time that you can easily think the privilege is a right. For instance, if you don't have a car and you live in an area where a church member who has a car gives you a lift every Sunday. You know, every Sunday, front seat. You know, every Sunday. Because we are all coming to the same church. Or even your church is just nearby. And Sunday is a good day to be kind. So each time, on my way, I stop and I pick you. Then, on a particular day, I'm having a private phone conversation. And I do not want anyone to hear, apart from the Holy Spirit. So when I get close to you, I just signal that, please take a taxi. I'll see you in church. Then you get bored. How? I'm preaching already. I've already begun preaching. You get bored. How? Well, you are all these people who say you are going to church and you call yourself pastor, say you are a bishop. What nonsense is that? We are all going to church, just small car. We are going the money, there are not even taxes. I see already confusion has set in. You are you have now elevated privileges to the level of a right. And no namintias here. And no and no namintias here. I don't think so far. And no namintias here. So when there's anybody in your life enjoying a privilege, it's sometimes even right to let the person know that it is not your right. I'm just being kind to you. And privileges are around us all the time. One great preacher said, and I believe, he said, a father should not lie on the floor with his children to play with them for more than 15 minutes. After 15 minutes of lying on the floor and rolling up and down, get up and let them continue playing. If you continue doing that, you confuse the children. They may easily think you are one of them. Only a few people continue to see privileges as privileges. So if you are wise, when you are doing something for someone, sometimes you withdraw, deliberately cut off the supply for the person to think properly and think far. It must think, think so far. Now, this subject is one of them. 
One day, years ago, one day we used to have church in Collegon. One Tuesday evening, I was in the gallery upstairs and I met an old friend, really a family friend of mine, who is not a lighthouse member. He had come for a Tuesday evening service at uh, the headquarters then in Collegon. And I asked, then I think I had just been appointed a pastor. So this is over 20 years ago. And I asked him what he was doing. He said, here, in the lighthouse. He said, oh, he just felt like coming to church. He's in one of our big church, or one of the big churches in Accra. I said, oh, wow. But have you left your church? He said, oh, I've not left my church, but I'm thinking about leaving. I said, oh, why? Has your pastor offended you? He said, oh, no. As you know, it's a great church. But that is not what, what the church stands for. It's not helping me. I said, oh, what does the church stand for? He said, oh, I feel that a Christian must serve God. Yes, I know from, I've been in SU and so on, you know, and uh, I feel that a Christian who attends church must not just be a churchgoer. So for the past two years, I've, I've always desired to be, you know, a worker in the church. So I, have, I, I, I applied, I wrote an application to be a home cell leader. And for the past two years, I've been attending interviews and receiving promises that I will be attached to one home cell or the other. And it looks like not everybody is allowed. It's almost like certain privileged people are those allowed to be home cell leaders. And I can be in a church where I'm not given the opportunity to work. But I hear that in Lighthouse, everybody can work for God. True story, I'm telling you. It rang a bell and made me realize that what we are hearing every day in the church, someone doesn't have it. And that gentleman represents most Christians because a pastor who wants a church to grow and to do well will not be preaching such messages. He will preach messages that you hear every day anyway on success, prosperity, how to be great, how to stand tall, how to do this, how to, and you know, all these type of things that are also in the Bible. So, I'm informing you today that one of the privileges you are enjoying is the privilege of being in a church where your pastor, not caring whether who comes or who doesn't come, will preach to you for weeks and ask you to serve God. It is the greatest act of a pastor. Bible says that we should not grow weary. We should not be tired. 
and continue in the work of the Lord. Knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And not trust There are many labors that will be in vain. I will advise anyone here who has the wherewithal, I don't want to use certain words, who has the wherewithal to listen and understand and to receive that. It is in your own interest in your lifetime if you don't want to break your heart to find something to do in the house of the Lord and not let your life be all about doing every other thing to the exclusion of serving God. You will break your heart. You know, I stood one day and saw a daughter fighting her mother. She tore her in, the, in, in public. She tore her blouse. Her brazier was showing. And the mother covered. Mm, covered herself and turned away from her. That's when I realized that truly, verse 58 says it's true. That only what you do in the Lord will not be in vain. That you can go into labor, give birth to a child, disgrace yourself. Most, any, most mothers who have given birth have disgraced themselves in labor world. Because as, as the baby is coming, toilet is coming from the other end. Yeah. You give birth to a, a girl, feed her, make sacrifices. She grows up to stand eye to eye and exchange words. Sometimes one boy, one woman, her son slapped her. Realize that sometimes it's not even worth giving birth. But you, you understand. But I'm not angry with you that you've got two children. Don't say I'm jealous because I don't have children and you have a child. I'm jealous. Please don't say that. I'm just saying that. I beg you, in addition to your two children, find something. In fact, I will, pre- I will advise you that have other children. Have other spiritual children. Because a day may come. These two children you are calling your own biological children. Huh. I don't want to use my mouth to say something in the church. The Bible says that our labor in the Lord is the only type of labor that has a proper reward. And I pray for those who have the wherewithal to listen intelligently. That work in the bank, go to school, but find something to do in the church. This is what will not be in vain. Everything else this girl will do in her life, <laughs> including even my... Look, one lady in the church told me that, Bishop, if you take this word from me, it is almost equal to asking me to go to the psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Because the type of marriage I'm sitting in in the house, 
we're standing somewhere there. He said, the type of marriage I'm sitting in in the house. It is this work that gives me a little sanity and peace of mind. So don't, don't, don't start. Don't try to remove me. <laughs> I said, Charlie, play on. But you may never know limited. Yeah. How something you are giving yourself to will one day break your heart. You will not believe it. That is this what is happening to me? But I thank God that among the thousand things you and I can do with our lives, serving God, that is why I am introducing the concept and the subject and the theme and the idea of full-time ministry. Knowing very well that over 99% of you here may not ever be in so-called full-time ministry. It is at this point that if you allow me, I will redefine full-time ministry to you. By telling you what full-time ministry is not and leave it to you to conjecture what it is. That full-time ministry is not taking a salary from a church. Full-time ministry when somebody is in full-time ministry, like I am in full-time ministry, I'm paid by the church. That doesn't mean I'm in full-time ministry. Then our security man is in full-time ministry. Full-time ministry is giving yourself wholly to the Lord and to his work. And you can give yourself Holy to the Lord and still be a student and still be an architect because really it is your heart. For years I worked as a doctor in the hospital, but my heart wasn't given to that job. You see, I, I don't know which service I've been teaching this in, but it's important for you to know the job you do that pays your rent and gives your children school fees and the work of your life. Is it, is it the service I've been talking about this thing? I don't know, somewhere. Your life's work. Don't, don't, don't confuse yourself. The fact that you are an engineer does not mean your life's work is engineering. Most of the things we go to school to learn, we learn them so that we can get good jobs. And I pray that everybody here will have first degree, master's, PhD. I mean, my, my members are in the UN, you know, Supreme Court, judge, high court, uh, circuit court, judge, not the good collecting type, but uh, engineers. You know, um, when I watch television, I see my, 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 I mean, be a politician if you want to be. But know what is your life's work. And I will suggest to you that you can easily make serving God in the church your life's work. And the other things you are doing in town will be what you are doing to earn something small 
to pay your light bill. Is it light bill or electricity bill? Light bill, yes. To pay your light bill. <laughs> Many people have made their secular employment their life's work. Give yourself holy. I have already admonished those of us who are in the church and are not serving God. To serve God. And I'll say, by the way, I'm asking you to serve God not because the church needs your services. I'm sure you can tell that since you have not helped the church in any way, you have not worked for God. The church is still healthy and it's growing. Watch, watch, keep watching. Without you, God will do what he's going to do anyway. You serve God, not for God, but for yourself. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself. So, you can be a student and be a full-time worker. You can be a seamstress and be a full-time worker. You can. I shared one of the services, the story of uh, Bishop Oyedepo, who, when he was in the primary school, was zealously winning souls, preaching in the class, and, and he said, he's a very educated man. Anyway, <laughs> preaching in the church, uh, in the school, winning souls, and a teacher called him one day and said, son, you must concentrate on the walk in the school. Son, you must concentrate on your academic work because you are, first of all, a student. And the boy said, Sir, you are wrong. Small boy said, Sir, it is not true. I don't believe what you are saying. He said, I am a part-time student and a full-time Christian. How many years of your life will you be a student? You can't make you a full-time. What is full-time student? Are students not at Jesse's spot in the night drinking beer and having sex on the road? You can give yourself Completely. It's your choice. So what does it mean to give yourself holy? And in chapter 17, we are taught. And I pray for those of you who are shepherds already in the church, pastors, look, you can be a businesswoman. Let it be your part-time work. And let serving God be your full-time life's work. Give yourself holy means give your heart. That's the first meaning. Because many people who work in the secular world have not given their hearts to what they are doing. To give yourself holy means you must first of all give your heart. Hmm. 
aware you can be doing a certain type of work, but your heart is not in it. Eh? Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people, the unbelievers rather, they just go and work and get their money, but they are doing something else. Prostitutes give their bodies to their clients, but they do not give their hearts. That is one type of what you can tell clearly. <laughs> the former ones amongst us, you remember when you were? There are three years you were doing that job. And no, and no, Namitias, yes, yes, yes. Many people who are doing secular jobs are not, I don't know when, as you in your, in your case, you will learn it. I don't know when you will learn it. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, boom, you crash your car, but you are still going. And you don't want to give your heart to the real thing. That's the reason why I'm saying that. When you come to work for God, it's not the same as working in the world. Everyone, young man, it's in your interest. It's not that the pastor needs workers. Is it your first time today? You've been coming to church. Are you a shepherd? You can tell. Stand up. Please stand up and see. The church is growing. Look at it. Lots of people here. So we don't need you. You may please be seated. No, I need to make it clear. You are not important at all. Get it clear. If I ever give you a chance to be a shepherd of 10 members, I'm just helping you to live a normal life. Especially if you are a sister prone to broken hearts. Am I preaching already? This is what we do that gives us a little peace of mind. So, so let your heart be here. Let your heart be here. Excuse me for shouting. A gentleman wearing a tie should be shout. <laughs> to give yourself holy means to give your mind, your intelligence, and your ideas. To God. Sorry for shouting. <laughs> to give yourself holy means to give your mind, your intelligence, and your ideas. The church needs ideas. Oh, yes. Ideas. How to do this. Some of you sitting here, you are an interior decorator, or you are a seamstress, or all the, the, the ideas to do your work can be channeled into the church as well. Ideas, your intelligence. I am very intelligent. But by the grace of God, you are not looking at an idiot this morning. If you've ever seen an idiot, I want you to inform me, I am not one of them. But long since, ever since I've been in church, ever since, ever since, I've always used my intelligence. You know, I left a little to pass exams. 
but I've used most of them to establish members, to establish souls, to serve God, to build the house of God. Even as I'm preaching, I'm, it is intelligence I'm using to preach. Because my English, I'm preaching now. My English, you can tell that my English were good. My English were good. Yes. What are you doing with your intelligence? Anybody who has passed Wasi is intelligent. Even if you use Apo, because how to use Apo to pass an exam, you must be a little intelligent to know how to hide the Apo in your brazier. Instead of using your intelligence to swerve boyfriends. Yes. Yes. Nanayao thinks that you are her only boyfriend. Not knowing that you have got Christopher in East Legon. One Lebanese boyfriend, Ali at Osu. And preaching, and you are using your intelligence to swerve here. You know where to hide some text and which phone. Some of you are using three phones one for Ali, one for Nanayao, and one for uh, Kwame Mensa. Intelligence, you are in the room, then you are, you are in the room with one guy. Then, when the other guy comes, you, you come out, you are coughing. You go and put cough mixture in your mouth and spit it as blood, and because. That boy is also an idiot. He can't say this is cough mixer. Is it a good service we are having? Use that intelligence rather to follow up four converts at the same time. We are intelligent. We are intelligent. One of the most intelligent people I've, I've met in my life was my grandmother, uneducated. Yeah, she was a fishmonger. Very intelligent. <laughs> she would call you and say, are you not the one who says you are, you are an infant spin? Now <laughs> you are an infant spin. You will be standing there, a small 90-year-old woman. Wisdom, sense. You fans spin with khaki shorts. So it's not about which school you have been to. We are intelligent. Use your intelligence to help a soul come to church in the rain. How to make a way to move to a, and get a car and use an umbrella and be in church. Use your intelligence to help to, to even love someone. You need intelligence to love. Ideas. Some of us here, if we give you the chance, you come up with fantastic ideas about how to fill the church. But you are using those ideas as a TUC leader at work. A lutus. You come to the church, you sit quietly as if you are you you've not spoken before. Meanwhile, when do we see you on television, Metro TV, you are the one with a placard. Is this my church member sitting here like that? Can I give one more point? Just one.
you think if you are educated, it means that the church, it's like you are too good for the church. I mean, who, who gave you such ideas? That the ch- and of course, I, I don't blame you. That's how we are peddling the work of God in the eyes of the people. Yeah. Most pastors are illiterate. Most pastors are school dropouts. Most pastors are doing the ministry as an alternative employment or even as their only source of employment. Most pastors are unemployable. That's why most churches are small, small, small because the pastors themselves don't have sense. They're not educated. They, 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 they don't think far. They don't think far. He doesn't even know what is nice. Because he's not, he's not exposed. He's not educated. The mind is low. That's what Jeroboam did. Jeroboam, the Bible says that he committed an evil by appointing the lowest of the people as priests. The lowest. In the church, you see some of us young boys, you are in was, uh, was Delcam, you pass your exam, you go to university, you go and do accounting, you, you, you chatter, suddenly when you come to the church, it's like almost like you are at the back, you are, you are so big, you are a chartered accountant, or you are a doctor, or you are a lawyer, you come, you have stars, your shirt like an armored car coming to the church, so that's the guy, a lawyer, an engineer has come. Nonsense! Sorry for shouting, sorry, sorry. I apologize, please. I'm sorry for shouting, sorry. That rather, you, like, like you, are, you are good for the bank. You are good for IMF. You are good for UN. But you are not good for the church. But some of us are standing here as a testimony that the church also deserves intelligent people, professors and PhD holders and educated men and women. May we have more of such types standing here and preaching to you and not illiterate idiots. Pastors who can't even speak good English are those who are preaching to us. Because those who can speak good English sit, sit in the congregation. Because the church is not too good for us. It's like we are even lucky that a lawyer like you is in church. Who are you? A doctor, my foot doctor. I'm happy I went to school. I'm happy I spent 13 years in the university. I'm glad. Clap your hands for Jesus if you can. I'm happy. I'm very happy I'm educated. I'm happy I have a chain of degrees to my name. I'm, I'm very happy. Because if I had not been to school, that's when you will intimidate me. Whatever you have, bring it. I also bring my own. The church is not good for you. You are too sophisticated, too intelligent, too wise for the church. It is today that the church has fallen into the hands of wolves and highness. Wolf pastors, hyena pastors who have made the church a place for success and prosperity and preaching all kinds of nonsense in the church. But those days in the 12th century, uh, 14th century, when the church, I mean, those, the, the, the inventors, you see, those days, you did theology and science together. The Isaac Newtons and the Graham Bells and all these guys, they were solid pastors. 
sorry for shouting. I think we'll continue next week because our time is up. Okay, to give yourself holy means to give your personality and your temperament to God. Personality. That's what it means to give yourself holy. Your personality. There are different types of personalities and temperaments. This is not that time to teach about temperaments. You can Google temperament and read. But sometimes, some of us think that you are, I mean, whatever, if you are the leader type, the leading type, the choleric moving of the earth type, it's, it's almost like your leadership skills are only good for uh, being an assemblyman or being an MP. You, you, you can lead. But the church also needs leaders. There are some people that, you see, their personality, you see, when they, when they appear, you see that a human being has arrived. Some people, when they appear, you wonder, is this a human being or something else? But there are some women. When they appear, you see that this is XX. This is a woman. Her skin. Her face. When she smiles, her teeth. Not these gravels in your mouth. I mean, the way she walks. Sophisticatum. Oh, I'm getting angry. And a pastor shouldn't get angry, at least in church. And when they come, they feel that the church, hey, this church, we will not allow you. Go away. Here, you will not be allowed to use your imposing personality. Because I'm also imposing. Yes, you pose, I pose, and we are imposing. Yes. <laughs> We have sat in this country and gone for elections and five medical doctors are vying for president of one country. Medical, five at one time, five. See a doctor going to be a pastor. Like rats. Rats will eat your flesh in the night. It's almost like a certain type of person is good only for, you know. A a pastor should also live soberly. Like I would have come to church in a convoy, you'd be surprised. Oh yes. To prove to you that we can also buy cars. But to what end? To what end? To, to, to prove a point to an empty head like you. You don't deserve it. So because of you, we will not prove any point. 
will come walking, will come in a second-hand car, yes, and live humbly before you. If you are confused, be confused. If there is somebody I will consider honorable, it is this woman, this man, these people who are serving God, who are caring for other people, who through whom hundred people are in the church. These are the people we bestow, but we are in the world. We are in the world. And we will be in the world. And the world doesn't respect such things. But blessed are those who give their personalities, your temperament, your ability to make people laugh as a sanguine can be deployed in the church. Because all of us are sick. Sorry, except you. Sorry, I mean the rest of us are sick. And we've come. You know, we need to be happy. Can you imagine if I was a sanguine pastor? You laugh, sir. But I'm a melancholic, serious. Can't say I'm serious. It's so straight. Arrange the church well. <laughs> why? Why? Why has the church allowed me to be a pastor? Because the sanguines are comedians in town. And no namintiasiano. And no namintiasiano. You see people who are playing the keyboard. I had a church member, very good, at, uh, 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 on the keyboard. Before I knew it, he was playing the keyboard at Golden Tulip. Yeah, because the hotel is, 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 is sophisticated enough to receive his gifts. It wasn't too long. And another man was having sex with him in his enos. My stories are true. That you play so well that the church doesn't deserve you. I see. I wanted. I was going to say something, but I think I'll postpone it to next week. Inshallah. God willing. Let's rise to our feet and close. It's time. It's time. Please close your eyes this morning and pray and ask the Lord to grant you a heart that is fully given to him. Yes, that any, 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 anything trying to steal your heart from God, that the grace of God will intervene, that your heart will be directed towards him. Yes. Those of us going to school, pass your exams, rise and rise, be great, but remember that you are not too good to serve in the church. How I wish this morning an engineer was preaching. Or my, 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 my zonal leaders were lawyers and doctors and architects and uh, businessmen. And, but the, Paul says, not many are honorable. Not many are noble. But pray and say, Lord, give me a place. Give me a place. I want to serve you with my heart. With my all. With my all. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you for this great blessing. In Jesus' name. Please close your eyes and bow your heads. Every head bowed. And if you are here today and you are not born again, 
you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. I'm not born again. I want to take this quality decision today to give myself to God. If you are here like that, you want to give your life to Christ, please lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to come to Jesus. Every eye closed. Yes, lift your hand high above your head. I want to be, yes, just high. I can see your hand. I see you. Hi. Pastor, I'm coming to Jesus today. I'm walking to Jesus today. I'm coming to Jesus today. Yes, lift your hand high. God bless you. If your hand is up, please take a step and come to me here. I'm going to pray with you here. Come. Take your Bible, take your bag, take your notebook and come. prayer after me. The whole church will please join me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. But today, I return to you. Please receive me. Please wash my sins with the blood of Jesus. Today, I declare that I am born again. That Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. He is my Master. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. I'm not going back to the world. From today, I'm living all for Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.